Well, this is Michael Allen Cooper, and you've tuned in to the House of Amazing Grace. It's not by chance, it's by design. Amazing so grace. bear with me, and let's see what we can explore. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. see you, but I can feel you. 
I can hear you. I can sense you. I know you're there. It's been a few days. We're about to give you another little taste of some good medicine. <laughs> my, my old granny used to tell me, this is good medicine. And you taste awful and felt awful, but it got you better. She was a self-proclaimed doctor. She had one of those five-inch thick medical journals she'd studied all her life, and she was like a vet. She could, I mean, she knew a lot about medicine. And, you know, that's part of the wisdom that God endows upon people. He, he gives wisdom freely to those who seek wisdom. The wisdom of God and of the Lord is is a willingness and uh, it's prophetic i mean you you learn to listen you learn to hearken and to his word and and uh, you, you practice it you it's like you're always ready to hear that still small voice deep inside that directs you and gives you tidbits of wisdom and they're uh, very valuable. It's part of the law of the spirit of life. Uh, you know, it's and it's actually part of your birthright. If you heed and you listen and you keep, follow him and you keep your mind on him and his voice, uh, this birthright grows and it blossoms and it develops and. It, turns into not just a lifetime thing, but an eternal thing where you can actually dwell with the Lord forever. He has to be able to trust you. And for him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, it has to be true. It has to be actually, uh, you know, a fact. <laughs> he won't say that to people that... Uh, are being unfaithful or lying and cheating and stealing and murdering. And, uh, and you don't have to actually kill people to be a murderer, you know. Uh, Jesus made that clear. He, he said, even if you hate your brother in your heart, then you're guilty of murder. And, you know, uh, it gives you a freedom when you follow and you keep your mind on him because you trust him. And the freedom is that you are able to have peace and uh, to spend time in the green pastures. And you, you learn and you see and you get yourself on that path of righteousness where he leads. We don't know how to lead ourselves because we don't know the future. We don't know which way the wind will blow tomorrow, let alone you know, what will actually happen. There's events that happen. Uh, a good friend of mine's sister was, and within an hour or two, she was going to fly from Florida to Wyoming here and spend Christmas with her brother, and she's in her 60s. And she was involved in a car accident, and uh, she passed away. And... Uh, my prayers and thoughts are with my brother Tim and his sister Nelda. 
You know, but you just never know. I mean, she thought she was just going to be going to the airport here in an hour or two and getting on a plane and you know, everything was fine. Uh, she knew the Lord and, and she was uh, born again, sold out Christian. So I have no doubt that uh, she's uh, walking on the streets of gold today with the Lord and with him, reu reunited with her family. But anyway, this law of the spirit of life, it is a law, and it can't be broken. You know, we're not, God's just not going to say someday that, oh, well, for you, we'll excuse the law, and we'll change it, or we'll uh, exclude it from our business at hand. No, you know, it's still going to pertain, and it's still going to uh, be part of what he expects. He had a certain thing in mind when he started creating uh, many, many years ago, and and uh, he won't be defeated on that. He will actually uh, win a victory in all the things that he set out to do. And uh, that's part of the freedom and part of that uh, life. Life in, in itself is a amazing thing gave us life created a system where it was gonna create us you know we're, we're created because of his thoughts we lived with him in the, his thoughts uh, eons ago now this is all opposed to and uh, diametrically opposed to the law of sin and death uh, the law of the spirit and the law of sin and death kind of are at war with each other in that they're total opposite sides. Uh, and the law of sin and death <coughs> is the way of the world. And it has a lot of familiar spirits and a lot of jealousy and, and they try to spoof you and they're, you know, creating you an obstinate heart. They try to uh, make sure that you are an adversary of holiness and God and Jesus. They'll they'll present a lot of glitter and glamour and other voices that entice and want you to watch this. Oh, look at this. Oh, don't you want this? Yeah, you know, uh, they want you to be a little bit confused and... Uh, as to what you want. They don't want you to be settled in it and have peace. You know, it's a, a total opposite. And uh, they present evil spirits. And, you know, it's, it's uh, not good affections, you know. And it leads, as this law of spirit of life, of course, leads you to heaven and to uh, peace and, and glory forever. Whereas the law of sin and death leads to an abyss. An abyss that is burning with fire and brimstone and sulfur forever and ever and ever. The smoke of it goes up forever. There's no end to it. Once you ste step into there or are thrown into there, and, and really that's, that's the ones that are saying, oh, I don't want nothing to do with God. You know, They think and act like and 
and propose in their own hearts that oh they hate God, well they, or they hate what He did, or they hate what He's responsible for. They're it's like well if God's good, He wouldn't allow this or that. And little children are suffering. Well, that's the fall of man. That traces right back to the choices they made in a garden of Eden, of paradise, and they still made the wrong choice. And you would too. You do too. I do. I did it. We all did it. We're all guilty. And then, but you can turn that around. You can say, well, you know what? I'm tired of being confused. I'm tired of having this sorrowful spirit. I'm tired of being afflicted by my own self and having evil spirits hang around me. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You can do that. You can actually do that. So, you know, when we actually walk in a certain way and it's worldly, we miss out. We cheat ourselves. We actually are neglecting the greatest offer that we've ever had. Now, you've been offered a lot of things in this world, and you can recount them. You can... Go back and think about it during your life. I don't care if you are young or old. You can recount the certain things that you've been offered in your life. I know I've been offered all kinds of things in my life. You know, good, bad, some evil, some good, some holy. And I had to choose. Every time I had to choose. You know, lately, and especially in these last oh, 20, 30 years, I've been wanting to choose good. I choose what the Lord has. I, I don't choose the world's stuff anymore. I don't choose what the the temporary earth has to offer. I don't I'd rather have Jesus than all the silver and gold in the whole world. I don't care if you lined up about a billion planets the size of Earth and they were all made of gold hooked together in a long chain and offered that what good would it do you to eventually be actually outcasted? And, you know, here's a good example of outcasts. Back in this, you know, pre-white man coming to America, uh, the Indians lived uh, in a way that it was against their culture to lie. If you lied or cheated or stole, you were, uh, you know, literally thrown out of the tribe, and you were an outcast. And and uh, to to be just left behind, they they would literally kick them out, and you just you know basically were out there on your own. Probably had a bow and a, some arrows and your clothes. You know, I mean, you didn't have nothing really. Uh, who knows if they had a horse yet or not but you know these these people were uh, literally thrown out for lying that's sort of what is going to happen eventually uh, every time I read that in the Re Revelations at the end of it it talks about you know who, who is going to be cast into the lake of fire 
the last one it says, and all liars. Our society right now is so hepped up on lying. Our politicians do it and we accept it. The TV does it and we accept it. All this stuff's pumping out that's a lie. And nobody seems to mind. Our youth don't know the difference. They hear the lies and they think, oh, well, you know, nobody must be true because nobody's doing anything about it. But it's not true. And and it doesn't line up with that law of the universe of the spirit of life. That has to be an effect on you that changes you and brings about a part of you that says, you know, I'm not going to accept this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm sick and tired of this. All these lies, I am, I'm going to turn the TV off. Turn it off. You know, especially the commercials. We went and visited our grandkids. and I noticed during the commercials, almost everybody in the room was still staring at the TV. It was about, you know, Fritos or some kind of dish. <laughs> and I, I looked around and I thought, look at them all. They're just all glued to the TV. They can't, they're mesmerized. They can't help it. They're, the TV has trained them to be attentive to it. It's like their little godlike idol. And they can't turn their attention. And if you start talking or whatever, it's like, hey, hey, well, I'm watching TV. Oh, really? It's a commercial and it's lying and it's perpetuating something that doesn't even matter. But you're watching TV. Okay, all right. <laughs> and that ain't bad enough. They're watching a football game, of all things, a professional football game that has no bearing on anything. And, and the one lady says, oh, I watch this because I play fantasy football and I have to keep up on my fantasy league, you know, and I'm, I'm like, Fantasy? Wow, uh, that's a new one on you, isn't it? I didn't say this, but I, I was thinking, who would spend time and money on a fantasy football league that doesn't really exist? They have all these weird names of teams, and they choose their players, I guess. And I don't know much about it, but it... Seems like such a waste. Where is the potential good in that that's going to help save or, or help anybody to have a next meal or clothes on their back or hear the gospel and get saved and go to heaven? Where's the justification? You know, I don't see it. And I'm sorry. I, I just, I gotta, I gotta put my foot down on that stuff, kind of stuff because it's not only a waste of time to watch football. I'll watch a college game now and then, you know. The college people are still kind of uh, not really bought and sold. But, and I definitely, you know, go to our high school games and I go to, uh, I even went to watch the state championship game lately. 
Sheridan was in there, and, and they've won three state championships in a row, 31-0 and 0 now, and, and they're, uh, they haven't lost a game in three years. Pretty awesome, you know, it's a high school team. There must be something in the water around here. But anyway, back onto the subject here. I don't mean to get off the subject, but I don't want you to have to face on the last day where you're saying, oh no, I should have done this. Today, you can do this. And when you're hearing this and you're thinking about this, don't just put it off or wait. You know, really give it some serious thought and really give it some time. Do some studying. Do some praying. You know, reach out with one step and your hand out and your head up to the Lord God Almighty, and He will reach back to you tenfold. Our Savior is but one His name is Jesus Christ He gives us all His love He's the truth, the way, the light, my friend. Upon a rugged cross, Jesus gave his all. Thus to us he gives a Without my Jesus Christ, what would my life be? Guilt and shame and sin, I could not enter in with Him. And the way He's the truth and the way in the light. He's the truth and the way in the light. He's the truth and the way in the life, my friend.
He doesn't turn a deaf ear to a repentant sinner. And when you repent and say, oh, God, I'm sorry. You know, I've been blowing it, and I've been guilty of watching too much TV and and listening to really evil music. I'm sorry. And, you know, just tell him. Tell him the truth. And turn it around. You have an opportunity to do that. You don't have to just play the game. The game winds up eating you alive because they got the rules already rigged. It's all rigged from the start. You know, uh, if you read Matthew, you'll see in there the story of when Jesus, uh, after he got baptized, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. He didn't eat nothing. Of course, he drank water, but he didn't eat no food. And he was weak and hungry. And Satan himself came to Jesus and tempted him and tried him. And he said, here, you know, you're the son of God, right? You know, uh, turn this rock into bread so you can eat. You can do that. You have that power. Jesus, of course, knows he had the power to do things like that. But he said, you know, uh, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you know, he, Satan was able to take him up to the pinnacle of a high mountain. And in, in a view of unbelievable vista, showed him all the kingdoms of the world that, that were and that were going to be. And he said, you know, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms to rule and reign over. And, of course, Jesus says, you know, get behind me. We should worship God and God alone. There's no way I'll, he'll, you know, that Jesus was going to worship Satan. And you should have that same resolve. There just shouldn't be no way you worship him. And part of that is by worshiping what he creates, and that's lies and and uh, glitter and glamour on the TV and all these other voices yelling for you, your time and attention. You know, put a stop to it. Just quit. You don't have to do that. And if you're sick and tired of it, then spend the time and walk with the Lord. I've often said you can't get lost if you're walking with Jesus. You, uh, <laughs> you're just walking along with Jesus, uh, talking with Him. No matter what else happens, you're you're saved, man. You're you're going to heaven. You're gonna you're gonna spend eternity with Jesus because you're doing it already. And it starts a long time ago, and, and it's still going. You don't have to. You don't have to just give up and say, "Oh, I'm going to hell." Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I heard so many people say that, and it just crushes my heart. Like you can't believe. Well, in these last few minutes, I just want to put a final cap on this and tell you that, yeah, there's a law of the spirit of life and. You can get a hold of it. It's your right. 
it's within your grasp. If you'll reach out for that fruit or that life, you'll eat of the tree of life. And uh, if you'll reach out for that freedom that he allows you, he'll give you that freedom. If you'll turn your back on the law of sin and death and the way of the world, he'll honor that choice and he'll help you. So don't be confused, you know. There's a, there's a spirit of life and there's a spirit of death. Choose life. Lord, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus to grant those who are hearing me a new lease, a new sight, a new way, a new grasp, a new heart, a heart of flesh. And do away with the heart of stone. This heart of flesh that beats with blood in it. And I ask you to give them a new insight, a new heart. And I ask you to give them, Lord, a place where they can commune with you and, and get alone with you, wherever it is, a place where they can go in the next little while, during the next few days, weeks, and months, a place where they can go every day and commune with you. And let that grow. Let it grow. Don't be like the cursed fig tree. Let it grow. And grow into a beautiful tree of life. I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.